One thing is certain. If you stick to the word, you will come back with a testimony. What God wants to give you in your life is not a healing. What God wants to give you in your life is not a job. What God wants to give you in your life is not money. What God wants to give you is the word of God in your spirit. It will make you what it talks about. And you are shining. And you are shining by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are shining by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are shining and nothing can stop you. It is your season. It is your time. Nothing can hinder you. This is your time. This is your hour. Favor is yours. I want to read some things to you. The thoughts in my mind. First, the first book of Samuel, chapter number 22. From verse 1, chapter 22. David, therefore, departed the ends and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Look at verse 2. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. David had been anointed by the Spirit of God to become king of Israel. But he didn't become king overnight. Saul was still on the throne. And King Saul wanted David dead. And went out looking for him. And who were those who came to David? Who were those who came to him? Everyone. Look at those who gathered with him. Everyone that was in distress. I want, to, I want you to look at the church that David started. Are you listening to me? The church David started was full of people in distress. And then everyone that was in debt, they were owing. They were all behind in their finances. And everyone that was discontented, unsatisfied. They were unhappy with their lives. Things had gone so bad. All these gathered themselves to David. What did David have? What did David have? The anointing. Right. 
when we began sharing the gospel, it wasn't the very nice folks that came to listen to us, not the good guys. The good guys didn't like what we were preaching. It seemed too simple. And um, not for church people. It was for dirty people, sinful people, broken people, not the holy people. As we preached it, for those who don't hear it, we took it. You know, Jesus said a man had a banquet and he invited his friends to come. And one by one they gave excuses. I, st- I organized a seminar in 1984. I believe it was 84. I organized a seminar. I invited many brethren. They didn't come. They told me they weren't coming. So, my friends and I decided to go out and invite the sinners, the dirty, the wicked, the courtists. We went out to them. The, the seminar was titled, In Him we have that was the, the title in him we have and the Christian brothers and sisters we were inviting didn't want to come so we went out and called this was 1984 we called the bad guys the bad girls those that the Christians didn't like to to hang around with we call them these were I said the bad guys just think of the bad guys and they came I preached the message in him we have and I shared with them the various things we have in Christ one by one the spirit touched them in a special way and then they received the Holy Ghost in their dirty jeans, torn jeans, you know, acid wash, all kinds of things. These were not the Christians that had time. You know, brothers want to say, Bro, Bro John, where are you, Bro John? And Bro John's tie is like this is trousers, you know. <laughs> sis, sis, these were not, Bro. No, sis. Funny names. They had funny names. So, what's your name? Say, my name is Mukwedi. These are the guys. What's the guys? This is Gibor. You know, so. And they gave their hearts to Christ and went out and started telling others about Jesus. Guess what our old Christian friend said? 
They think they are born again. Is this born again? It won't last. They think they are born again. It won't last. And we were teaching them the word. They had received the Holy Spirit. They were preaching everywhere. And they were bringing others to Christ. It was explosive. More and more people getting born again. And guess what they said? A fellowship of sinners. You know, when they came to the seminar, they came, you know them. Well, they came, uh, I mean, the guy and the girl, they came with their boyfriends and their girlfriends. You, you get it? And, and Christians didn't do that. All the brothers on one side, all the sisters sat on one side. You know, they never, the, the aisle was between them. But now, look at these people all together coming for the seminar. And they got born again in that condition and went back. I remember I drew someone's attention to a girl that had received the Holy Spirit. We were ministered to her and she received the Holy Spirit. As she walked away, having spoken in tongues, and I said, I talked talk to my friend. I said, Charlie, she's wearing trousers. We didn't realize she was wearing trousers when we preached to her and laid hands on her. She received the Holy Ghost. I said, she's wearing trousers. She received the Holy Ghost in trousers. Holy Ghost didn't look at the trousers. Now, some of you here, you don't know what, you don't know what we went through to bring the message to you. Now you're wearing trousers and coming to church like this. I know, you, you'll be surprised that I'll make any reference to that. But just a few years ago, a few years ago, you were not a Christian if you were a girl and you wore trousers. It was that bad. I remember when we were in an old building somewhere at Oyeleke here. I had invited a certain lady to come share with us in church, a minister of the gospel, and and, uh, she was well known. So she came in, and after preaching for a while, she said, I'm still one of those people that believe that Christian women should not wear trousers. Guess what? The church, our church, Christ Embassy, they went, Tell them! Inside the congregation, our congregation, they were very happy that finally someone has come to tell me. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I sat down there. I knew she had only a few minutes. After preaching, I'll finish. <laughs> because, you see, religious bondage is very difficult to destroy. few years later, her own, her own senior pastor was preaching in trousers. Her own senior pastor was preaching in trousers. Because they finally found out that God did not say anything about trousers in the Bible. Aaron. Aaron was wearing gown. Aaron. Gown. Gown. 
And many of the priests had skirts. And then we had to show them from the scriptures what the Bible actually said. When he said, the man should not wear that which pertained to a woman, and the woman should not wear that which pertained to a man. I know some of you are saying, hey, what about that one? Now? What about that scripture? He didn't say a man should not wear that which belonged to a woman. He said that which pertained. I know, I know you are there now. That is what he said. That which belonged. Not that which concerns. Come on now, that's what you wanted to say. Did I confuse you? Okay, let me tell you. I told you in reverse. You shouted, but you didn't listen. What he said was, a man should not wear something that belongs to a woman. When he said pertinent, that's what he actually meant. The, the Hebrew word meant something that was for a woman, for this particular woman, a man should not wear it. Not a style. If this thing had been worn by a man, he said a woman should not wear it. Not the style. So he meant something which belonged to a particular man, a woman should not go and wear it. And he gave reasons. He said because of the discharge. Discharge from the human body. He said because with that discharge, you will be unclean for seven days. Are you listening to this? That's what he said. He didn't mean style of dressing or uh, uh, whether they were trousers or gowns. But because they never studied it, so they were confused. Well, we left the holy brethren and began to win sinners. And Jesus was filling them with the Holy Ghost and bringing them in. And they had faith. All they knew was Christ in me, the hope of glory. The other ones were hoping that their good works will make them please God. Later we found out, many of those who had been Christians for such a long time, many of them had not received the Holy Spirit. All they knew was, Huri mama, suri mama. Many of them didn't receive the Holy Spirit. It was the religious language in the churches. They carried on. They didn't know the Holy Spirit. A lot of them. It hasn't changed. Because this thing has been in the church for so long. You go right into the Old Testament, you will trace the same thing. And that's why I read to you, those who came to David, after they realized that the anointing was on David, were they the princes? No. The noblemen? No. Those in distress. Those that were unhappy with their situation. Those in debt. They were the ones that came to David. When Jesus came, how many Pharisees gathered with him? Read your Bible. Why did he go to the, to the deserts to hold meetings? They wouldn't allow him in the synagogue. After he read the few scriptures and miracles began to happen, they started watching out for him. Till next time. Jesus had to move to the deserts where all kinds of people came to him. But who were those who would not come? The Sadducees. 
the Pharisees, the scribes. The scribes were reputed for knowing the scriptures. They could quote them verse by verse. The Pharisees had the thing inside them. The Sadducees knew too much. How many of them listened to Jesus? So to some people, we are not Christian enough. But that is why great things keep happening with us. Read many chapters later and see these people that came to David. You will see their their description again. No one was poor. No one was in debt. No one was discontented. They had all become mighty men. They were called David's mighty men. The same people. And when it was time to give for the building of the the, the temple, they gave... The total amount they gave is written in the scripture. I wish I could translate it into Naira for you. But you go there and study for yourself. You'll be amazed. So much gold and silver. They became David's mighty men. Mighty men. These were men that were broken when they came. They were empty when they came. They were hopeless when they came. Don't let religion destroy your life. Are you hearing me? Don't let religion destroy your life. And don't let human judgment destroy your life. You can sit down and look at somebody and say, what will this one do? Anyone that the Holy Spirit is pleased to live in is clean. Did you hear me? Despise no one. Anyone that the Holy Spirit is pleased to live in is clean. You know what Jesus said in St. John's Gospel, chapter 15? Read verse 3. St. John, chapter 15. Read verse 3. Read it for me. One, two, go. Again. One more time. When you study the word of God, you are cleansed. He said, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. You are not cleansed by how long you have been a Christian. That is what they didn't know. You know for how long I've been a Christian? I've been a Christian for 25 years? No! You may have been a Christian for donkey years. It doesn't matter. You are not clean by that. Jesus said it. You are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. You can be clean before men and not be clean before God. To be clean before God, it's his word that purifies your soul. When that word enters into you, it washes you as white as snow.
When the world enters you, that's why if you have guilt, like the young man here who has stolen so many phones, you don't even know what to do with the phones. Nobody is buying from you. You stole so many phones, you thought you would make money. You didn't make money. The phones are there. You don't know what to do with them. God wants to save your life right now. Bow your heads, everybody. Bow your heads, please. Bow your heads. That young man, raise your hand wherever you are right now. Don't let this sin destroy your life. Raise your hand wherever you are. Because I want to pray for you. Where are you? Raise your hand. Quickly. Raise your hand. That young man, you, you were not expecting this. Raise your hand and be sure that I can see it. Do it quickly. Do it quickly. Because I have not yet seen your hand. Where is it? Okay, I've seen, I've, I've seen you. Put the second hand on your chest. Stand up where you are. Put, put the second hand on your chest. Say, Father, forgive me for my sins. Wash me from this evil. I want to serve you. From today, I will not steal again. Help me through the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are forgiven of your sins. Sit down. Sit down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God's word would make you clean. How it happens is this. As you listen, he says, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. As you hear the word of God coming into your heart, where there is fear, where there is guilt, where there is worry, the word of God just melts them away. Faith replaces fear. Righteousness replaces guilt. Strength replaces weakness. Your body may not look different. Your clothes may not look different. But you feel that pull from God. Drawing you close to Him. And you know that you know that you know. You are a changed man. You are a changed person. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Yes. It's the word you need. That's what you need. That's what you settle your heart on. Turn the book of Colossians quickly. Chapter 2. Read from verse 13. From verse 13. Let's go. He what? 
that he quickened together with him. Having what? Having forgiven you all trespasses. All trespasses. All trespasses. Read verse 14. Hallelujah. Go to chapter 1. Chapter 1, Colossians. Read from verse 21. Read. And who? You. Come on. And you that were... Uh huh. Uh huh. Yibaka satalamandarabashiti. I wish you would understand. Let me explain something to you about the Word of God so you can know what's going on here. The Bible says all his works were finished from the foundation of the world. In the Old Testament, He told them, obey my commandments. And then you will be blessed. If you don't obey, you will be cursed. But the Old Testament didn't work for them. They failed God all the time. They couldn't obey his voice. And God said, I'm going to do a new one. I'll make a new covenant. In this new one, Jesus was to die. It was based on his blood. And then, they would receive life. But he would receive life for them. He would enter into the presence of God for them. Are you listening? He died for them. He received life. He was raised back to life for them. He ascended into the presence of God for them. And sat on the throne of God for them. Then God said, If you will believe, That he died for you. Then his death. Would be credited to your account. That means you died. If you accept. That he was raised to life for you. His resurrection. Will be credited to your account. Meaning you have come back to life. If you accept. That he ascended into the presence of God for you. Then his ascension and entrance into the presence of God will be credited to your account. Meaning you have entered into the presence of God. If you accept that he sat on the throne of God for you, 
then he's sitting on the throne and his very seat will be credited to your account. Meaning that you are sitting on the throne. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. He died for me. I accept. So I will never die for my sin anymore because he died for me. But he didn't stop there. He was raised for me. So I'm back to life. He entered God's presence for me. For me. So if I believe, it means it is mine. So I have entered in Christ. He sat on God's throne. I have also sat on that throne. And I am seated now. Praise the Lord. I am there now. You see what this means? So, my sins were taken away. He gave me righteousness. I'm trying to explain to you what the past tense of God's word really means. What this means. Why it is given to us in the past. Because it's been done. It has happened. That's why Peter said, Who his own self bear our sins on his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin shall live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. He didn't say by whose stripes ye are healed. No. The prophet Isaiah said it before Jesus came. When Peter quoted the same thing, he said, By whose stripes ye were healed. Ye were. So if ye were, all you have to do, oh, by whose stripes I was healed, then I believe. Therefore, it is credited to your account. You were healed before you found out. Now that you have found out, it's yours. So you step into it. I have received my healing. Because I was healed.